Okay, welcome everyone. Today is our Avanon slash Ovet Torah. Daf Yomi Shi'ur is given the Ilu Nishmat, Harab David Jamal, David Benefka, Lava Shalom, Tia Nishmato, Tsirura, Betsura Hayim, Amen. Amen. Okay, now we left off after the Mishnah in the Gemara. We started from Bechabul Ubeanuchi, the Hatet. The Mishnah said that a woman is permitted to go with a hat or a wig to a chatzet. I'm a rav. According to rav, it's a sewer for anyone. Anything the rabbi said you can't go to the beam with, you also can't go to a chatzet with also. Because we're afraid that if we let you carry in the chatzet, you might continue and go to the beam. Okay. Right, just, just say where we are. Son of David, Amud Bet, two dots on the bottom. Yes, two dots okay. towards the middle of the page. Beautiful. Okay. So it says Everything is like a Kabul, just like a Kabul and a and a wig. You're allowed to go out to Chatzet and not to Rishut Rabin. The same thing for all the other things listed in the Mishnah. It says, we went to the Mishnah. We have a problem with this rabbi. Because it says in our Mishnah, Only Kabul Be'anokhit. I understand the coin to Rav who said only these two. Nicha, it's good. Kasha, we have a question. This is an interesting answer, which is a rarity in the Gemara. Who is Rav Anani Barasasan saying in the name of? is like Rav. He's a Tana Upalik, which means. He is allowed to argue on the Mishnah. He is licensed to argue. And therefore, since, since Rabbi Anani Bar Sasson is saying the name of Rishwab Yossi, and Rishwab Yossi is licensed to argue on the Mishnah, he does. And that's why he says that everything's allowed. Okay. That's, a, that's an easy way to get out of the problem. If we can get out of all the problems this way, we'd have much shorter Gemara's, says the Gemara. Ulrav and Urav and Rav, Maishnahani, according to Rav, who says that there's special rules by a Pe'anochrit and by a Kabul, what's the point of that? Why would he make special rules for these two head coverings and not for all the other stuff in the Mishnah? Sambitin, Chutesar, Amar Ula, this is in order that the woman does not become disgusting on her husband. So if she walk out without her wig or without a special hat covering, her husband might start looking at her and not think that she's pretty. In order that her husband should always think that she's pretty, it's allowed. Kiritanya, as we learned in the Brayta. Basuk says, Bainida, v'hadava benidata. And the dava benidata. When she's in Nida. Now, the word dava over here 
in the pasuk. Oh, let me just get it here. Get it over here. The word dava in the pasuk seems to be extraneous. Okay. The word dava means a woman who has a nida. So what's the point of saying dava binidata? Zikirim arashim amru. The 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 old zikirim used to say. We're teaching you that a woman who's a nida should be a nida. And how does she become a nida? No makeup, no jewelry, none of these things. Okay? And no rouge. Tafkos is rouge. She shouldn't wear colored clothes. Let her wear dull, drab clothes. Because she's a nida. And dressing up might cause a husband to uh, So therefore, we these old rabbis were saying she shouldn't. Till came and he said, You're going to make her disgusting on her husband. Otherwise, the, the, the husband might divorce her. So, so if so, if she's allowed to put on and get dressed up, so what's the point of the pasuk? What does it go down when you say "vinida" when she's in Of course, When we say she's in when she's it means that she stays in until. She goes in the water. Without this pasuk, one might have thunk that the woman who becomes an ida, she's tamer for seven days, and at the conclusion of the seven days, she's automatically pure, even without mikvising. And therefore, hadava mida means she stays nida until she goes to mikveh, no matter how long it takes and how long the interval is in between the finishing of the seven days and the dipping. Amar Nidamarav. This is the general rule about Marita Ayin. That whenever the rabbis say that you're not allowed to do something because what people will see, that law continues even if you're hidden in a room within a room. It makes no difference. The law, once there's the Marita Ayin law, we don't differentiate and say, well, how many people are watching? If nobody's watching, hurry up. The rule is the same regardless. Says the Gemara. Ta-da. Now that statement was stated by Rav. This Gemara is going to ask a question on this rule. I'll show you a Mishnah where there is a difference how many people are watching. Ta-da. We said in the Mishnah, we said that the cow cannot go out with a bell on Shabbat. Even though you stuffed it up with cotton, so it's not making any noise, it's the lasur. Vitanya Allah, we have a writer explaining it that says, Pakak if you stuffed up the bell on its neck, then you're allowed to walk around with it in the hasid. Now, in the hasid, where there's no one there, it's okay to walk around, but we don't leave it beam. So you see that things that are asur. In the Shutta Rabim, Mamuta and the Hatser. Purportedly, because, or seemingly because, the reason why we thought is because 
there's nobody in the chatzer. There's a lot of people outside. And therefore, you see the Rav's rule that whatever rule you have, money dying happens anywhere, is not so. Says so no. Tanaihi, in fact, this is a machloketanim. Rav is on one side of the equation saying that it's always a sore. And there's other Rav who says it depends. What's the machloketanim? Because it says, Shotchan Bahama. The person's clothes get wet on Shabbat. Let's say he's caught outside in a downpour, Mr. Pindik. And as he's outside in the downpour, he doesn't have his raincoat, raincoat and his entire clothes are soaking. He doesn't want them to get moldy. So he wants to leave them in the sun in order to dry them out. Now, someone seeing those clothes in the sun might make the mistake of thinking what, Mr. Bijou? That he washed them on Shabbat. Here we see some white clothes on the on the roof. Look, Mr. Pindik, I thought he was religious. He's washing his clothes on Shabbat. And that could be a terrible thing. So what do we do? Says the Gemara. You, if, if they got wet on Shabbat, you can't put them in the sun. But you can't do it in a place on a clothesline where everyone's going to see it. Leave it on your flat roof, but don't put it on the clothesline. Right? So the Tanakam allows certain things when they're not publicly done. And the Be'elezer Bishimon says Asur like Rav. So therefore, it's a Machloket Tanayim, Rav, who said it's the same as like Be'elezer Bishimon. And the other rabbi in the Brayta who had said that you could go to the Hatsayim with the Zul, is going like the Tanakam and everything is beautiful. And how do we know that they they, they are say because of Malat Ain or maybe they are say because of different thing? I cannot hear you. What'd you say? Uh, they they are say because of the Malat Ain or they are say maybe it could be different reason. Where opposite the people? No, so that they are saying that uh, the guy cannot uh, dry his clothing on, on in the sun. Yeah, what's wrong? What other reason is there? I'm not drying the clothes. They're getting dried because they're in the sun. Everyone agrees, Ben, that if you're wearing the clothes, they get dry, it's fine, right? So why should you be asked to take them off and leave them in the sun? What did I do wrong? I see, okay. Right? Right. Must be people watching. Okay, so that seems different. So, okay, we said in the Mishnah, you're allowed to go out with a cotton in your ear. The Gemara explains, Tanei Rami Barcheskel, Vuhu Kashikashur Ba'ozna. This is only if it's tied in the ear. Otherwise, we're afraid it might fall out and you might carry it. And with the cotton that you put to avoid a callus in your shoe. So it's going to have tiny to avoid what, Rabbi? What did you say? You said to avoid what? To avoid corns and calluses in your shoes. Got it. Got it. Says the Gemara. According to Rabbi Cheska, that's only if you tie it to the sandal or you, or you tape it to the sandal. But just to leave it loose in the sandal is a sword. We said, and with the cotton that the woman leaves uh, when she's in Ida, she puts cotton in automacom in order to catch the blood. Rami Barakama thought to say, According to this rabbi, he says it should be the same like the like the ear cotton. Just like the ear cotton is only allowed if it's tied in the ear. And we said 
The same thing with the sandals. Why should it be different with the woman with the nida? She should also have to tie it between her thighs in order for it to be allowed. Says the Gemara, Amar no. I'm sorry, what are you saying? No, I'm saying you got the other thing holding in there. The, uh... the undergarment? Yeah. I got news for you. Undergarment is a relatively modern invention. Before the 1700s, nobody had them. Okay. <laughs> what? So I have to tie it in, you're telling me? Yep. Okay. That's why the Gemara doesn't mention the other thing. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's continue. Amar Rava. Rava says, Even though she does not tie it, it's still allowed. You know why? Kevin de Ma'is since it's yucky, the women are not going to come to carry it. It's yucky. Therefore, usually we're worried she might take it out and carry it. She'll take it out. But this, if your thing is not so yucky, this is got this is full of blood. She's not going to want to take it out. Says the following question: what happens if she made for herself a bet yad? A bet yad is a handle. And this way, it's less disgusting because she's not touching the actual kind. She's touching the handle. And therefore, Ma, what's the law? Do we say, on the one hand, this is not so disgusting, maybe we should take it out? Or do we say, still, it's blood, it's yuck, it's disgusting? And she won't take it out, and therefore, it'll be mutad. Amalai said mutad, still mutad. Handle, no handle, still not so beautiful. Atmanami, we learned in the bright as well. Amar Nachmanai Oshia, Amar Yohanan, in a statement, Asta la betyad mutad, even with the betyad, still mutad. Rabbi Yochanan fit brahu, Rabbi Yochanan once went out on his own with his own ear cotton to the Bet Midrash on Shabbat. And it wasn't tied. And the, the, his, his fellow classmates disagreed with him. And they felt that it was Asur and he shouldn't have done it. Yana once took it out to the Carmelite, which is a place where you're not allowed to carry him with Rabbanan. His whole generation disagreed with him that it was Asur to take it out to where he took it. Ask the Gemara, Vatani Rabbi Achetz Yivu Kashula Bosna. How can Rabbi Yana and Rabbi Yochanan do this? After all, doesn't it say it has to be tied? Lo Kasha. Ha de Madek. Ha de Lo Madek. The brighter, which is you have to tie it, is when it's not in very good. And when Rabbi Yochanan did it, he did it stuck in very good. So the story was like this. If it's stuck in very good, that's where there's Machokir of Yochanan and his friends. If it's not stuck in so good, everyone agrees you need it because that's a Mishnah. No one's arguing on that. The argument was when it's stuck in good, does it still need to be taped on or something like that? If we know for sure it's not going to fall out, then uh, there should that's, be That's the Machokir of Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan said, if I know for sure, what's the difference? Right. And the friends what do you worry? You worried about someone taking it out to show it to his friend, or just no, taking no, it out and walking? It out, Yanni, and then carrying. You may carry it. You may carry it, right? I'm taking it out just to adjust it, just to this, just to something, but I might carry it. 
When it's tidying, we're not worried about that. Harry, you with us? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Mr. Stavros, you following? Okay, good. So let's think about that. We continue. Oh, no, we're up to the Mishnah. Let's go. No, we're not up to the Mishnah. No, we're not. No, we're, not up to, Rabbi, we're up to the first white line. Uh, before the white line. Before. No, we're at the two yeah, dots. Two, two dots. Two dots. Two pool, yeah. two the pool. Okay. So right, the, Mishnah had said, the Mishnah had said that you're allowed to do it with a, with go out with pepper and with a, a, a thing of salt in your mouth. Now, why would you go out with a peppercorn or salt? So, pilpel. Pilpil is very good for bad breath. And Gilgel Melach is Ledurshani. That's for a tooth infection. So with a tooth infection, you put in the salt. I don't know what salt does. You have to ask your dentist. And um, we need Joseph now. That's what we need Joseph for at this point. And um, when it comes to Pilpil, it's good for bad breath. I can hear that. Says the Gemara. Call the Vaj Whatever you put into her mouth, you let it go out with. And what is that? This is Zengibila. Zengibila is ginger. That should be sharp. Inami, also some say, for bad breath, either ginger or cinnamon. Cinnamon, sometimes you can find cinnamon toothpaste. Ginger toothpaste, they haven't come out with it yet, give them time. Okay. Says the Gemara. Shen Totavot, Shen Zahav, Shen Shen Zahav, if you have a tooth stuck in, if it's made out of gold, there's a machloket, Rebbe, and the hahamim, with Rebbe being, uh, being lenient, and the hahamim being strict and not allowing the gold tooth. The Mishnah only dealt with cases where the gold, but had you had a silver tooth, the Divinai called Mutar, Everyone agrees that it's okay. Now, the reason why it would be okay is one of two things. Either because since it's not so valuable, so she's not going to want to take it out to show anyone, look, I got a piece of gold, it's a piece of silver, relax. Or because it's not so noticeable against the other teeth, and therefore she will not, she will not remove it because it's not noticed. Tanya na mihachi, we have a bright that follows as well. Fisher case is very called Mutasha, Davi Matir, Hanim Osni. Amar Abayem. Now Abayem wants to put a bunch of taught together that we've seen most of them already. You'll see the connection as we go through. Amar Abayem. Abayem says the following. Rabbi Elezer, Rabbi Shimon Belazar, Kulu Savu. Rabbi Elezer, Shimon Belazar, these three Tanaim who are talking about disparate. Machloket. These are not similar machlokets, but they're all agreeing with the same basic concept, which is what? Anything that's a protection for a person, he will not remove it. What's this? Rebbe, what's Rebbe? That's what we just said. Rebbe just said that a person is allowed to go out with a golden tooth. We're not worried he's going to take it out because it's protecting him. Rabbi Elazar, 
He says, if you have this gold and silver strings that we have, that we put the nice smell on to take away the guy's bad, bad smell, the guy needs deodorant, we said that it's okay, right? So if Rebbeza says he can't, if you have the odorant, it's okay. Um, he's also saying, since it's protecting you from smelling bad, you're allowed to go out with it. And if you have the the persimmon oil, also it's taking away a bad smell, and he's letting. And therefore, you see, he's saying the same idea. Just like the gold tooth is protecting you, so too is the deodorant oil protecting you. How do you see Shemar Azad says protecting you? Is allowed. The time you will enter the brighter. Klal Amar Rabbi Shemar Ben Azad. Kol Shulamatam in the Sabha. Anything that's below the hairline of a lady, Yotzabo, she can go out. Anything on top of the sabcha, and it's not gonna, which is not protecting her, and you're not, she's not going to reveal her hair if she takes it off. She can't go out with it. So you see from this statement that things that are below and she'll be embarrassed if you take off would be mutar. So it's all the same idea. Things that are protecting are you allowed to go out with without worried you're going to take them off in any way, shape, or form. Okay? Brand new Mishnah, guys. Let's see it. Daf 65a. Says the Gemara. A woman could go out. She's allowed to go out with a coin called a sela, which is honored sinit. The Gemara will explain what that is in a second. Okay. Small girls can go out with their strings. Even if they have a little toothpick in their nose. No. I'm sorry. In the ears. So even if a woman had just got a pierced ear, and in order to keep the hole, she puts a toothpick there. That's where you really look like a caveman. Right? Still, she's allowed to go out with it. Why? I guess because she still wants it there at all times without worried she'll take it off. Now, Arabiot, Arab woman, which is Jewish Arab woman, meaning Jewish women who live with the Arabs, they're allowed to go wearing the full face uh, mask, right? The, what they what the Arab women wear. What do they call that thing, Fred? There's a name for it. Uh, I forgot the name for it. I know you're talking about. There's a name for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. in the news all the time. They talk yeah, about they, it all the time. Oh, uh, Burka, Burka. Burka, Burka. There we go. Okay. Uh, and people from Madai, girls from Madai, are allowed to go prapiot. They're allowed to have this um, thing on their shoulders that they put in front of their mouths. That's, I guess that was common in Madai. V'chol Adam and every person is allowed to go out with all these things. Really, anyone could go out. It's not like you don't have to live in Arabville to wear a burqa, but just no one's going to wear a burqa if you don't live in Saudi Arabia. Okay? Porefet, okay? Which means, ala evin 
ועל האגוז ועל המטבח. A woman could tie a, um, a piece of cloth on a stone or on a nut or on a coin which means if she wants to put you want to you want to keep her thing from flying off she's allowed to it's like a button it's like a button it's like a button but she's tying an actual rock to make sure her skirt don't fly off okay yeah tying a rock with the thing to uh her clothes in order to make sure that it stays down when it's supposed to i guess on a windy day some people need this right let's just see if we have this clear we're getting that right i think we are that's that done hold on a second yes here they're saying Yes, he's trying to do it. Good, that's clear. Says the Gemara, might sinit. What is this sinit that she's allowed to go out with a coin on it? Says Gemara. The Gemara answers, but ah, this is a uh, wound that a woman gets on a sole of her shoe. It seems like the people, women with the things on the soles of their shoes was very, very dangerous because the women are walking outside in the on the dirt and bare feet all the time. And some, if they get a, if they have a wound there, it's dangerous. Why do they have to specifically go out with a coin? Why would they wrap a coin? You would think the coin is the easiest thing in the world to put on it. Says if I want to tell you, call me the If I tell you that anything that's hard is good for it, so why don't she take a piece of pottery? It's also just as hard. Ella mishum shukha. Must be you want the stuff that comes out of the silver. Silver, after a while, it gets um, tarnished. That tarnish is actually good for the wound. So maybe the reason why you're allowed to put a sela is because the tarnish is good for the wound. If so, the avle tasa, why don't you just take a, a flat piece of, of silver? Why do you have to take a sela? You could take a flat piece of silver and learn and done it with that. Ela mishum tzurta. Must be it's because of the picture of the king on it. So says the Gemara. The avale pulsa. If so, so take a piece of wood and chisel out the picture of the king and put it on it. Amarabaya Abaya says shmamina kulu malila. You see that all three things are good for cuts. Number one, something hard. Number two, something tarnished. Number three, something with an image. And that's why they specifically pick a coin. Okay, are we clear so far? Yes. Awesome, let's go. Says Gemara. The women go out with their string. Daughters can go out with string. Now, we're, we're assuming these strings are in their ears, okay? To keep the holes good. Says the Gemara. Abu The father of Shmuel was very careful with his daughters, and he did not allow them to go 
around with these strings on Shabbat. Now we're going to learn some other things he didn't let also. And he didn't let also, besides not going out with these strings, he also did not let he did not let them lay in bed with each other. And he made his daughter's mikvaot be a Nisan during the days of Nisan. He made special mikvaot for them to dip in so this way they don't touch the tenumah and make the tenumah tameh. And also Matzi, they made he made mats for them. We met Tishri during the days of Tishri. Now, what the mats were doing is a machloket. Some rabbis are saying the mats are on the floor in order to make sure that when they dip in the mikveh, they don't get mud on their feet first and make the mikveh dipping no good because of a chatzitza. Others say the mats were there for sinyut during this time to make sure no one sees them as they dip. Machloket exactly what the mats were. Okay. How would the mats help with Siniyut? According to the Siniyut part, the rabbi is saying that the mats were put horizontally in order this way, when they dip in the mikvah, no one could peek at them. Okay? Says the Gemara as follows. Lo shavad lo yotzot pechutin. He didn't let them go with the chutin. We learned in the Mishnah the woman can go out with their with their strings. So why didn't he let them? He agrees to the Mishnah. It's different by the daughters of Abu Adishmul, Shmuel sisters, because Shmuel sisters uh, used to have colored strings. So since the strings were colored, not just plain, they might be shown off, and if they're shown off, they might be carried for a mot, and that's why he didn't let. Why didn't he let them sleep in the same bed together? What's wrong? Let's assume that this is a proof to Rav Huna's statement. The Amar Rav Huna, Nashim Hamasolot Zubazu, women who play with each other in a sexual manner, Pesulot Lekuna, a Pasul to Kuna. Rashi explains Pesulot Lekuna means the Pasul to a Kohen Gadol. Others learn that the Pasul even to a regular Kohen. Machloket if she's Pasul to Kohen Gadol because she'll be no longer Betula. And therefore, she's pasul to a kohen gadol, or is she pasul to a kohen gadol to any kohen because of zona, which is a separate problem. Unclear what exactly this uh, gemara is referring to. It's a, unfortunately very relevant in recent times. Says the gemara, lo sava lo sava lo sava kihechi did all little feigufe said no. The reason why he did it was not because he was worried about that. Not necessarily he holds of the ter- the ter- pasul. Rather, it could be that he doesn't hold the pasul if that would happen. But the reason why he didn't let them be there is because he didn't want them to get used to sleeping with two bodies together. And then if they would be, if they would ever not have their sister with them, they would be looking for someone else to sleep with and they might find a boy to sleep with. And therefore, in order they don't get used to sleeping with somebody else, he made them sleep in their own bed. That was another thing of it. But not necessarily because he's worried about the other stuff. Says He made a mikveh in the days of Nisan. He didn't let them go in the river. Why not? This is a proof to Rav. When it rains in Israel, 
Sahada Rabba Prat. The big witness to that is the river Prat, which gets very, very big. And when it gets big, they go down. They know that there was a lot. When it gets rig, big in Babel, the same river goes from Israel to Babel. And when in Babel, they see that it gets bigger. So they know that the Jews in Israel got a lot of rain. And therefore, since he gets so big, Savar, he holds, Maybe the rain water will overcome the moving water. And therefore, you can't use the rain water. Rain water is no good. And therefore, he wouldn't let it. Now, in order to understand this, Freddie is looking at me with funny faces. The reason why he's worried is because what should be the difference? Who cares when the water goes in, all the water is good. The answer to the question is not so simple. It seems like the rain water is only good when it's not Zochlin. Zochlin means if it's moving. So if it's moving, it could be no good. And if it's majority, but whereas river water might be good moving, and therefore, since it might be majority rainwater, rainwater moving is a problem. Therefore, he was strict and he would make a separate mikveh. Mikveh, you don't have to worry about it because since the mikveh is standing and it's not running water, it would be fine eat with rainwater and everything is cool. But yes, rainwater is no good on the move. That's why sometimes people ask you, can you use a river? And not always. Says the Upliga de this is a machloket with Shmuel. The Abba Shmuel, Nahara Mekisve Betbarech. He holds that that the water in the river that it gets when it gets bigger, it comes from the main core of the of the thing, and therefore the water at the edge that they're dipping in is for sure not the rainwater. The rainwater goes other places in the bottom of the river. And what they're dipping in is going to be the good water. And therefore, Shmuel holds there would never be a problem. And Shmuel argues on other things that he said. He says the rivers don't, don't make you pure in Zochlin. The only rivers that you could use when they're moving is the river Prat in the days of Tishri. Because th- then the water that's there is growing on its own. Because in Tishri, we just finished the whole summer, and therefore we know that any water in the river is okay. But during the r- rainy season, he holds that you cannot use river water because it's mainly Gishami. Okay. Says the Gemara. Porperet al Evan. You're allowed to put a string on a rock. We said she's now doing the in Shabbat in our Mishnah. But how can we say that if the Gemara it says in the Rasha that Poprenet, Poprenet sounds like you do the Khatkhila? Okay. We have a question. Is it with the Avar or is it the Chathila? This business of hanging the stuff from her clothes so she makes sure that it doesn't fly away. Is it with the Avad, which is one mashmaut, or is it the Chathila? Says the Gemara.
you know what? Maybe we'll leave this for a minute for tomorrow. Okay, we'll stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen. Hey, Gabby, what's the story with tomorrow? Tomorrow, we're having a, we're having a Mishnathon. You heard about this? Yeah. So everyone's welcome to join the Mishnathon. I hope there's still spots. We should do it earlier. What time are you starting the Mishnathon? 7.30, I believe. Fred, are you joining? Yeah, Charlie, what time is the Mishnathon tomorrow? 7.30, yeah. I'm joining. You want to do it at 6? Good for me. 6 it is, guys. Can you do a call 6 or you can't? Call you on mute, Carl. What's the Mishnathon, Rabbi? I said I'm still at work at 6. Okay, we can try to do 6.30 maybe. Okay, so I think we should, let's just do six and we'll record it because they have this big mission. A lot of people are on it. I'm supposed to be on it also. Okay. So let's do it. Missions on is a beautiful thing, Ben, where you sign up and you finish shots, which they all together with everybody on on, uh, on Zoom. Okay. Everyone's welcome to join. They have a lot of speakers and things. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Is that the show tomorrow at six o'clock? Carl, you have to listen to the recording tomorrow. Okay. Right, I have a uh, question regarding the uh, on Masai Shabbat when we make Havdalah. What would be better because nowadays we don't go to the show. Uh, should we make the um, Omer first? Kill, kill the recording. Yeah, hold on, let me kill it. Hold on. Should we make Omer first or Havdalah first? One second. Let me first stop this. Okay. Um,